How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan. I think just as I kind of wonder why there is not a an interest in Jim Harbaugh in Chicago. And I, when it's announced and he leaves uh, Michigan and goes to the Chargers, I'm going to feel that way and I'm going to be bothered by it. I just want to enjoy this. And I hope you give me that, you know. <laughs> Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? David Haw. But he doesn't want to talk to anybody. He doesn't want to create distractions. I know what you're saying, though. Jim Harbaugh seemed to make sense in Chicago. I think we're all going to have to learn how to move on because it bugs me too. Coach Harbaugh, love you, man. Start your mornings with Mully and Haw, 5.30 till 10 a.m. on 670 The Score. Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Let's go. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Told you I wasn't going to be too pleased when Jim went to the NFL West Coast. Nobody from Chicago apparently talked to him. Okay. And uh, I'm unhappy about it. I really am. Congratulations to him, David. He's got a new job. Morning, Molly. Yeah, it's Thursday, January 25th, and Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL. And that's not a huge surprise based on the speculation over the last month or so or longer, I think that there's this level of disappointment in Chicago for those of us who thought that made sense and don't understand why, if he was willing to leave Ann Arbor, if he was willing to walk away from what he considers the best job in college football and in the opportunity of a lifetime, fulfilled the dream, won a national championship, if he was ready to leave, why not here? Why not now? Yeah, it's a good question, uh, Mr. David. I um, I can't give you a legitimate answer. They, I've heard I've heard many offered. I've heard several offered. Okay, give me via social media because uh-huh. when the news broke just before six o'clock on Wednesday, I was doing football night in Chicago. The news came across. You kind of adjust as best you can. And on social media, I tweeted out something to the effect of still will always wonder why the Bears didn't make a bigger effort to lure him to Chicago. That's the way I'm going to remember Jim Harbaugh leaving for the Chargers. And a lot of people want to say that, well, you know, Ryan Poles was never going to relinquish the power. The McCaskies were never going to find a way to work with him. There uh, was never going to be enough money. There was never going to be enough of this or that. 
And they all kind of sound like excuses. Yeah, it's a lot of it. A lot of excuse making. There's not a really good reason. Well, you lack ambition. Th- there's I one reason say. that we don't know that could be the biggest one, and I think we've alluded to it many times when we talk about this and Jim Harbaugh. Something about maybe his relationship with the Bears organization was, I don't want to say fractured, but affected negatively in previous coaching searches, perhaps. Okay. That's been thrown out there as a possibility. If talked to people who might have been part of that. But I, I, I wonder if that had something to do with this. That still doesn't make you feel any better. But at least it's a more plausible explanation because he was there for the taking. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to make good money. He owes $1.5 million in his buyout to Michigan. What do you think? That tells me that. Do you want that money from that, them or do you think they let him ah, keep it? They may want their money just for okay. – they don't want to set a precedent. But I do think when you look at the size of the buyout, it is minuscule in comparison yes. to other coaches that have been yes. bought out for different jobs. Uh, you know, DeBoer had to pay $12 million Yeah, it was $12 million. million. Right. That's typical That's, when you have guys who you don't want to leave right. and maybe don't expect to leave. What Jim Harbaugh's modest, relatively modest buyout suggests is that they knew this was coming. Yes. Everybody in coaching knew this was possible. Win a national championship right off into the sunset, and nobody's going to complain. You are a Michigan legend. You were as a player, and now you cemented that as a coach. You won a national title. Do you know what genuinely surprised me? Jim didn't surprise me in the news yesterday, but I was genuinely surprised that the Miami Dolphins and Vic Fangio have reached a mutual decision to part ways. I was as surprised as you were. I think that. When he went to Miami, it was a coup because they have the offensive guru head coach, Mike McDaniel, and Vic Fangio. That combination, that brain power, as good as any combination in the league in their minds. And I understood why. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure why he's left. I I think it's weird. It it was cited, uh, the explanation, one of the stories was he's moving, wants to be closer to his family in Pennsylvania. he's he's, He's moving back to the Eagles. And he may have stayed with the Eagles had he not been offered the money in Miami. He was with the Eagles as a consultant, uh, and and he might have been a good fit there. But he went to Miami because it was really good coin. But as much, but of they a, had a lot of injuries. They had a lot of injuries, but even but as he's much a great coach of, of a mercenary business as coaching can be, I think the Dolphins probably anticipated having him more than one season. Yeah, it's that's not how you build continuity. That's not how you chase a championship. I'm surprised that they let him go because it was framed as a mutual parting. Weird. It was very strange. So so now he's going to the Eagles. I don't think they I don't think he's officially interviewed or anything, but he's he's out and that's the guy they're going to hire. No doubt about it. He was a consultant before he went there and I think he has yeah. some connections and that certainly the the gravity so, of the role he understands and can grasp everything that comes with being in, the, in, in Philadelphia. But related to what we talked about with Harbaugh, I, I thought for a moment when I saw Vic Fangio leaving Miami that he would be yes. reunited with Harbaugh. Should have been here in Chicago. He should have been in Chicago, but he also would have a chance to coach Khalil Mack again Jeez. at the Chargers. Well, But I think yeah, Philadelphia I think, makes sense for family Philadelphia reasons. Philadelphia and yeah. the family and all that. And then you think – Wow, so that means no Chico, Ron Rivera, not being hired 
uh, by the Eagles. Well, he's, was, going, he's going to Green Bay. Well, that's <laughs> that is I mean, sort of the fear, isn't it? Yeah. Why wouldn't he come to Chicago? Just why for the reasons you, we talked about yesterday. I know, I, I, but so what? Why let him go to Green Bay, George? I, Bring him here. Yeah, I, I think that that wouldn't make sense to me. I, I just don't think it would make sense from a, you know, he was fired once before for being too popular. That's exactly why he left. Get to the Super Bowl, uh, power struggle ensues, Lovey wins by Ron. That's, that's essentially how it went. That was a sure. That's 15 no years ago. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Would that leave a mark? He wrote, yeah. he, when he left, he wrote like this great note to everybody. Like, you know, emailed the whole building. It was poetic. It was beautiful. Yeah. Ron Rivera, again, he comes to this market. He immediately is the most popular football coach in town. He's the most popular football guy in town. I don't know that if you are an organization afraid to hire Jim Harbaugh, if you're going to go out and run to no, get Ron no, Rivera. You're not. <laughs> you, you do not make progress if you're paralyzed by fear. And so wow, where that's where we are with the Bears, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of expected more from the Bears this offseason, but I'm trying to get on board. But I promised, I had previously promised that I wasn't going to be pleased if uh, they did nothing and, and he left Michigan. So I feel, I feel good I, that I'm sticking with that right now. I, I am torn because I like, from a football fan perspective, I like the possibility of Jim Harbaugh coaching a team quarterback by Justin Herbert and in that division where the Chiefs may be vulnerable moving forward who knows you have Mahomes you're always gonna have a chance but I also am curious what his staff is gonna look like he's apparently taking Jesse Minter from Michigan the defensive coordinator to LA right taking his son Jay to be the special teams coordinator and our guy, Greg Roman, who we thought was going to, at one point in time, be a consultant for the Bears last year. We he, suggested it. During the season. He's going to be coaching Justin Herbert. Pretty wild. I think the presence of Harbaugh makes you more confident that that's going to work somehow just because it is Justin Herbert. One of the five most talented quarterbacks in the league. You hmm. agree with that? I, I got to think about it. He's got to be one of the five most talented quarterbacks. I got to think about that. Arm talent, velocity, uh, off the accuracy. Top of my head, it's interesting. I'm not sure he's in my top five. Think about it. We'll get back to it. There's plenty of time to talk Harbaugh today. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying top five quarterbacks off the top. Oh of your yeah. Head. Yep. I'm not sure he's in my top five. Are okay. You? All right. Well, the, 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 go 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 to your top five. Who would that be? Top of your head. Top of my head. Top I of your head. I haven't even looked at anything. I know. And someone's going to be like, oh, no, why no, did no, you no. forget? I would say, now, it's on my mind. Yep. I think Patrick Mahomes yeah. is as good a quarterback as I've ever seen. Numero uno. I would agree I, with I that. I think he, That's not hyperbole. six years in, a couple of Super Bowls, look at his numbers. I, I This guy. He's going to get better. Well, I mean. He's going to get better. At, everyone's like, well, Tom Brady won it. Well. This guy's just getting going. One of the best ever. Yes. Already. So All right. he, he's, he's number, number one. one. Yeah. Um, I, I know this is an unpopular idea, but I love Joe Burrow. 
I, I just, do too. I love the way he plays. Our I top love two the way is the same. Ball. All right. I, I think he'd be there. I'd probably go Lamar third because he's on my mind, and they're playing him uh, this he, week. He's going to be a two-time they, MVP by the they, time he's 27, yes. whatever he is. Yes. So he's awful good. good. Yeah. So, you know. That's three. I know. And, um, you know, you got to go Justin Field. No. <laughs> I, I would um, – I, my my other two are, are, are Josh Herbert and Josh Allen. Justin Herbert and yeah, Josh Allen. I, I don't know about Josh Allen, and I don't know about Justin Herbert. I think I think C.J. Stroud is he's, in my top five. He's probably six or seven. Based on me. one yeah. year. I think he's that good. Uh, who am I missing? I'm missing everyone. Not really. I, You're I not missing anybody. Missing Dak would come people. in the next five. No. No, I'm down on Dak. Trevor Lawrence. No. I'm down on Stafford, that Stafford, Tua. Jalen Purdy. Hurts. Oh, come on. Brock Purdy. Peter yeah. Gallery. I, I what, what, when what happened, to, what happened to Jalen Hurts in like one calendar year, right? Yeah. They're, they're I mean, looking, they're I talking Hurts. about he's, he's not top five. Him. He's not but, top five. But, I, but I'm saying, but yeah. he, he, went from, he went from being in the top five to mm. being, you know, arguably in the top 10 now. Well, he, he, one year makes a hurt. huge difference. I think he was hurt. Right. The injuries factor in right. a lot, and he had some pouty receivers and some other stuff got in the way. I yeah, Jalen Hurts is top ten quarterback. But my point is my point. He's he's Justin Herbert's a top player. five talent. Mm-hmm. Based mm-hmm. on based on the back of the on the football card again or what what, what based on what? He's on pace to be like the NFL's all time leading passer. I okay, believe. because is that but is that because and you look at Dustin if you, if you garbage those stats, garbage stats no, don't, don't mean stats. You watch they're the tape. always coming from behind. I watch the tape. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. He's you watch the all twenty talent. you watch the all twenty two what do you what do you what you doubting me watching the Justin Herbert highlights or tape? I don't know. I gotta tell you, it makes me feel like there's not great quarterbacks in the league when when I when I fizzle to name five off the top of my head and then you start naming guys to be on the list. And you're and going my nah, reaction is like, right? nah, no. You could be a one year wonder and end up in the top, top five. five. CJ you could, Stroud. You could be, you know, if if uh, Brock Purdy were better, he'd be in the top five. Based on the year he had. No, he wouldn't. If he were better. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, that's if he were big, better in the playoffs. If, yeah, if he were better. And there well, was weather if, in that game. Exactly. I the weather. Don't, don't, I'm giving him Come an on. excuse. Right. No, they were talking about him as an MVP. That That's like three weeks ago. All right. I'm going to go A back to what ago. I said. And Josh Allen's going to make $40 million next year. Wow. That, that's, a, that's, that's interesting. Unrelated to any argument. Um. What, what what difference does so, that make? I said he's a top five talent, most most talented well, quarterbacks if, in the league. If you take four, if you take forty million dollars of the salary cap, it makes a ton of difference, David. Okay, when you're building a roster and one guy is eating up forty million in change, it's a big. I'm deal. not talking about the most paid, highly paid. I'm talking about the most talented. So you have him right at five, David, or do you have him four? Or? I think he's between. He's got him behind Josh. He's either Hale. four or five. I think my top three, because Lamar Jackson's had the kind of year that he has, you have to give him the respect he deserves. And I have Mahomes and Burrow clearly one and two. Lamar Jackson, three, Herbert, and then Allen. I got I got, um, I got, got Herbert about seven or eight. Okay. He's in the top ten because of his arm talent. But, you know, quarterback's got to win. Man. Bottom line That's is you judge you, you're Jim Harbaugh. You're looking at that. Is he good enough? Yes, he's good enough, okay. and Jim Harbaugh believes he's the guy that can take him over the top. They can win a championship in L.A. I, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh 
is somebody I would argue with right now when he makes that contention. <laughs> He's a great coach. He's not a good coach. He is a great coach. And hmm. he has a great quarterback. And he has a left tackle. And he will build He's got a pass rush. He will build a, a defense that yeah. is impactful. Defense would be good. In that division, which is winnable. Keep an eye on the Chargers. The, the, that franchise is revived right now. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a pity Joe Burrow got hurt. I hope he's back and up and running for next year. I hope that I hope that this is I just isn't, like watching that guy play. I, I fear that this isn't the last season that we're gonna say that about Joe Burrow. Oh, I think he may get hurt. Uh, but just, I think he could still win a title before he gets hurt again. I think Joe Burrow can win a title. I do same reasons for Justin Herbert. And, and this is all underscoring the, the main point, the subtext to every conversation in Chicago this offseason. Yes, you need quarterback. What, why are we saying this about the Chargers? Why do you say that about the Bengals? Why do you think that about the teams that are in that top five list? Because they have the guy, the if guy. I'm, if I'm saying like, nah, wah, wah, what do I think of Jordan Love? You know, that guy closed the season as good as anybody. Yeah. And he, was real good right up to the point where he's he the top a half pick. of the league. Oh, he's he's in the top half of the league. I don't know if he's top ten. I think he's top half. I if he's not top ten, he's headed there. Yeah, I agree. And with I that. mean beyond this year, that, based on the second half of the season in the playoffs, no doubt about that. That's that's gonna be a problem. He, if you were if we had a draft right now of quarterbacks, and just for next year, snorts and giggles, we all get to pick a quarterback to be our starter next year. I think that um, this might go differently than the way we list it. Because I think there's, there's, we'll look at teams and we'll look at, again, you know, without a doubt, in the top 10 is Brock Purdy. And as we've talked about, you know, that team is not dependent on him. That team might be able I, to win as much, better, more. I know it's split with hairs, someone else, but we're talking about the difference between most talented and most valuable. And when Brock Purdy is has a job description, he is he is of most value when he fulfills the details of his job description, which isn't asking him to be Justin Herbert or be Josh Allen or be Lamar Jackson. Just don't get us beat, and then. I, Right, and he's efficient, but he's not explosive. No, no, and but I think if we're choosing the quarterback, we're also looking at the team. I, I also think this conversation makes me believe that you might be able to get a first round pick for uh, Justin Fields after all, because there are a lot of teams that are in need of an upgraded quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 if, if I'm struggling to get five or ten. What do I do when I'm looking for? I don't think it's 15. hard to get to ten, as you think. I, I think that maybe, maybe if you're looking at the teams in the bottom between sixteen and twenty-five, yeah, they may be looking for a quarterback. But I just, I still don't think it's a first-round draft pick they're going to get for Justin Fields. Uh, I never felt that way, but yeah. I'm saying as we're talking about it, we're sitting here. You know, you won't uh, be hard to trade. Here's the other thing: all these guys that are coming out in the draft. Like, how many of them are really good? How many of them in every draft are really good? You've got to take the chance that uh, if you're a team looking for a quarterback, the, the, the answer is going to be the, the guy that we pick. 
because there are going to be four quarterbacks probably going the first 15, 16 picks. Which is, which is crazy because some of those guys don't belong there. It happens every year, though. I know it happens every year. Look I, at the 2021 I, you draft. You create a player. You create hope based on, you know, you see what you want to see at is, times. Is the 2021 draft the Fields draft? Yeah. Okay. How Did, many were first-rounders? Three, four, five. Five, five first-rounders. And how many are worth it? Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Justin. He's the second one. He'll be a starter for the longest time. Mac the second, second longest period of starting, you know, for, for those quarterbacks in that draft. It'll be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then Zach the three Wilson's other guys. Gone, gone yeah. the, the Didn't you guys mention this earlier if Justin Fields Lance was in draft. this draft? Like, yeah. where would he place ahead of the yes. quarterbacks that's out now? That's, that's a really good question because that's what the Bears have to ask themselves. Well, I don't know that he would be higher than third. So who are the two ahead of him? Drake May and Caleb Williams. I think, I honestly, right now, saying this right now, I think that Drake May might be the third quarterback taken. Could be. I think that Jaden Daniels is going to – have like a good workout. He's going to look good. People are going to go back and look at that tape, and he may move ahead of him. That could be, yeah. Because Drake may, you know, he has all the measurables. He has, I mean, he's got it. You know, if you're putting together the prototype of what do you want a quarterback to look like, does he have all the plays? Mm -hmm. Does he have the tape? Does he have the kind of, what would you call it, the riz, right? Is that what they call it? I, it's like. The charisma, what is Riz? Charisma, yeah. but more kind he's of got sex that. appeal. He definitely's got know. that. He does? Yeah, I think, you know, you can make an argument a second or third. It's hard to say. I, I don't know that Justin Fields would be ahead of any of those three guys if you're looking at potential and, and you know, building a quarterback for the future. One of them's going to stink. You're yeah. not going to get all three of them doing well. Unlikely. Think, yeah. I, I think, you know, Penix going into the 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 – playoff you thought this guy could really move up you know his injury history potential is a lot more easy to fall in love with than the production of having 38 nfl starts and being able to see right. the, the flaws exposed and right. we're able exactly. to see yeah justin field's body of work has exposed some of the shortcomings that we in chicago have seen way so too you, often so so you don't expect them to trade the pick I don't think, expect the Bears to trade the number one overall pick. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. No, and I don't think it's a hard decision. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think you should use it and upgrade, but I, I, I what think do I know? We'll, we'll make it sound like a difficult decision because you have to explore all the possibilities. But when you look at the way people view the potential of a quarterback that they draft, and you look at all of the examples that we cited this morning in the first 22 minutes of the show about what happens when you have a special guy. It's not that hard. I think it's very interesting, the idea that we've seen quarterbacks, um, Eli Manning, John Elway, try to determine where they go and try to pick where they don't want to go. And both those guys end up winning Super Bowls. So are you going to back down? If I, you know what I mean? I think that's a really interesting question. The, the Bears are trying to decide – if they like some of these character things and some of the, what if, what if it, it's the other way? What if they're being as judged as they are doing the judging? How would they handle that? It's a very interesting 
just the idea of it would be um, something that I think they'd struggle with. Yeah, I, I don't think that's very realistic, though. I, I just don't think if you're Caleb Williams, you're looking at that. You, you may have those feelings, but I just don't know how you would pursue that. It, it's, it's a lot to think. You know, you're not going to play in Chicago. Why wouldn't you play in Chicago? Why wouldn't you look at this market? Why wouldn't you look at the opportunities? Yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be some. I don't think that's going to be a story that we're going to be talking about. I. I don't either. I'm just saying. While we're looking at possibilities and we're looking at whether you want to move down, whether you want to use your assets, whether you want to, you know, people are are speculating on this stuff all the time. You know, what if what if you're not as popular as you think you are? What if you ask that girl to prom and she says no? I don't know how you say no if you're Caleb Williams. What does that mean? You know, you're going to force a trade. Well, I, I guess that's a storyline that would we'd have to explore. But it, it's just another way of looking at it, right. just turning it around a little bit. That's all. All right, we got to get to the stories of the day. We're going to pick apart everything that happened, and we'll do that next with the pick six. Molly and Hall, the score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details 
It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. How complicated are you feeling about Jim Harbaugh actually returning to the NFL as the head coach of the L.A. Chargers? Why didn't the Bears interview the guy? Would you rather have Matt Eberfuss or Jim Harbaugh? Why do the Bears prefer it the other way? Yeah, these are good questions to contemplate on this morning because, um, you know, the Bears didn't even contact him, apparently. Isn't that what they said? That nobody talked to him? Coach at Michigan. Yeah. Okay. I know he was, but they had that news conference announcing he'd already finished the season at Michigan. He's a coach at Michigan. Uh-huh. Was that what they said? He's Are a coach at Michigan. Okay. Um, not anymore. He's now the coach of uh, the Chargers, and it's a pity that you didn't have a conversation with him because he's an upgrade. Fact of the matter is he's an upgrade. He's a a guy that won a, just won a championship in college, a guy that got to the title game with the Niners when he was coaching in the NFL. Um, I get it. I understand that he's a difficult uh, guy to be around, and he probably would have made a lot of people uncomfortable. I think that's a that would be a good thing. I was kind of hoping that Kevin Warren might be that guy, but I haven't seen that at all. So I think that... Um, it's a really good question. Why Why didn't they want him? Why didn't they talk to him? Where is their ambition? I get it. People create relationships and, you know, you're both agents of the same guy, all that stuff. I understand what's going on in the world. People like the job they have. They don't want someone coming in and changing it on them. And it's a complicated business, but... I do feel like the Chargers have a better coach than the Bears today. Let's see how Jim Harbaugh does in the AFC West. Very competitive. David's shaking his head if you're watching on Twitch. <laughs> um, but should the Bears have talked to him? Of course they should have talked to him. But as soon as they talked to him and then they didn't hire him – the reason they didn't talk to him is because they had no intention of hiring him. And part of that reason, I believe, is, and it was <laughs> when it was brought up in the past, the president of the Bears does not like Jim Harbaugh. They they know He knows Jim Harbaugh. Just like he said, he knows Matt Eberflus. He knows Jim Harbaugh. You know who else doesn't like Jim Harbaugh? The McCaskies. You know, they don't, they don't like head coaches being the stars. They don't want a head coach being the guy. It's all about Jim. They don't they don't like that. And and we still need to see. We've seen 5 years. Has anybody seen a dollar figure? It's got to be 15 million a year, right? Got to be Bears are worth what? 7 billion. Okay, that doesn't mean you're going to pay 15 Money million. Money should be no object. I didn't say it should be, but Money is no we're object. asking about as soon as you interview him, that means you should have hired him. They didn't want him. Let, let's see. Let, let, let's let, let's let's see how good he does in the AFC that, West. No, it doesn't matter. Right now, all that matters is that Jim Harbaugh was the most qualified, best head coaching candidate this offseason available. And he was available. 
your personal feelings cannot interfere with your professional judgment. And that's exactly, I think, what happened here. You had an opportunity, a rare opportunity to upgrade at the most important position on your staff, in your building. And you didn't. And you talked yourself out of it. This isn't about Matt Eberflus any more than the Cubs going to Craig Council was about David Ross. Rossi's a great guy, good manager, capable, competent. Matt Eberflus, good guy, could probably be capable, can maybe be competent. A lot of more questions than David Ross. But you have a chance to upgrade with the best available head coaching candidate. And you passed. Don't talk to me about Ryan Poles' power structure and what he didn't do and why he needed you had a chance to get somebody that would have represented bold ambition. You had a chance to be great. Now you're settling for good. This is on Kevin Warren. I thought he was the guy mm. to come here and to redefine what ambition was, what championship you know, uh, organizations look like. This is on him. He's 0 for 1. Got a stadium to find, but he's 0 for 1. He didn't even get the his bat off his shoulder. Didn't even take a swing. To me, that's going to that's gonna be something that's hard to forget. And that, to me, is a result that does not match the rhetoric. This was a missed opportunity for the Chicago Bears. To the second question, 100%. I believe that's the voice of Dan Weeder. He's here 725 this morning with Mully and Haw. Can you believe that the Dolphins and Vic Fangio have mutually parted ways after one year? Is he now a lock for Philadelphia, even at the tender age of 65? Is he a better D.C. than the Bears' own Matt Eberflus, whose ability in that area saved his head coaching career, at least for a year? Well, I think if you're making a list of top defensive coordinators in the NFL, like we were making a list of top quarterbacks, Vic Fangio's in your top two or three. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You look at his age and you look at his experience and you look at his success, he makes an impact wherever he goes. Now, I don't know what went into the decision to leave Miami. It could have been a bad fit. He could have been uncomfortable. We know that he gets, I don't want to say set in his ways, but he certainly has a routine. He did in Chicago. Remember, it made it hard for him to leave. He wanted to, he had the same sort of uh, people he he dealt with, and he just, he falls into a pattern. The great coaches have their quirks and idiosyncrasies, and Vic Fangio is a great assistant coach. So, don't know what went into the parting of the ways with the Dolphins. The Eagles are lucky to get him if he goes there. If I'm Jim Harbaugh and I'm putting together my new staff, I'm making sure sure that he wants to go to Philadelphia because they have worked together and they have had success. So, a lot of time for Vic Fangio. He does make an impact because he does a great job of fitting his scheme around the talent. And when you do that, you're going to win a lot, and you're going to have great defenses, and he knows what it takes to put a great defense together. You could do a lot worse than uh, Vic Fangio as your uh, defensive coordinator. I'm not shocked that things didn't work out down in Miami. I think the Dolphins head coach is a very unique personality, and I'll be very curious to see who he gets paired with. And he's the offensive side of things, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. Vic, Vic fancies himself as a head coach and a leader of men. And he has his own style as well. And I think there's a little new school, old school collision that didn't work down there. Um, it's a great hire for the Eagles. He, he's not going to let them not be tough enough. He's not going to let them not tackle. He's not going to let them not do the fundamentals. 
a good, good hire by the Eagles. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he's a really good coach. I think if you're putting together the list of the best defensive coaches, defensive coordinators in the league, he's at the top of the list. I don't. I think that's why they brought him to Miami and they gave him like the richest contract of any assistant. This is nuts to me. Um, they didn't have a great year, but they had tons of injuries on that defense. I I don't know why you wouldn't want him and you wouldn't stick with him. Um, it's a weird one to me, and, and it you know the fact that it's mutually agreed upon. Do we know if he went to them? And said, "Hey, I, you know, I really liked being here, but I want to be with my family. I'm getting older. I'm contemplating retirement. Would, you know, should we separate and go our own ways?" And they said, "Yeah, let's go." I don't know how it worked, but I know the guy's a hell of a coach, and I think that it would be pretty wild. Um, we know Jim's bringing his defensive coordinator with him from Michigan, but I, I agree with you. It'd be pretty wild if he got the team back together uh, in, in, uh, in L.A., second team in L.A. I almost said San Diego with the Chargers. It's not that far. But I, I think that would be wild. I think, um, you know, who knows? You you wind up at Philly, how long until you become the interim head coach? Something to <laughs> contemplate. The pick six for Roquan Smith. With the AFC favorite Ravens hosting the Chiefs this weekend while boasting a defensive star named Roquan Smith, who started his career here with the Bears, do you believe he'd still be in Chicago if he had an agent? Would Lamar Jackson have been able to stay with the Bears? Another guy without an agent. How will not having an agent impact Caleb Williams' chances of being drafted by the Bears since he, too, doesn't have an agent? Bet this isn't a drinking game. This is early, okay, uh, in the draft process. So he could still hire an agent, but he said he's not going to hire an agent. He said he's going to do his own negotiation or have someone look over the contract, but he's going to basically put it together. We'll see. Um, most of these guys are in the process of getting an agent now, etc. Here's the thing. You know, the, the rookie salary cap, is a real thing, and it will determine how much everyone makes. There's not a lot of wiggle room. I think uh, Bryce Young is on like a a four-year, $37.9 million contract, and he was the first overall pick last year. So you can expect him to get, a, you know, a, a $40 million, $42 million deal, and that will be it. So you don't really have to negotiate much. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. But it was a big deal with Roquan. I think if Roquan had an agent and the relationship had been better, he'd stay, He'd be here with the Bears. I think he's a really good player. And they were just in trade mode, and they couldn't come up with a resolution. I think that negotiation got personal. I think things got really personal in, uh, in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That was a really tough negotiation. And you know who pulled them through it was the head coach. John Harbaugh never gave up on the player, never let it get to a point where the kid wasn't coming back, and now they're in a championship game, probably booking their trip to the Super Bowl for a four-point favor. Well, I think you need an agent, first of all. And I think 
teams are fine with players that don't have an agent because I think they believe they're going to get the better of the deal with the player who is quote-unquote representing himself. Again, Roquan's a really nice player. Roquan Smith was a luxury item the Bears could not afford at this time. He has definitely helped the Ravens, but watching the Ravens over the last couple of weeks, end of their regular season. What's your all 22? No, I, I again, David, I don't have access to the all 22. I don't know about you, but I can't afford the all 22 <laughs> view. Um, Roquan does the same things he did. He, he has a lot of wows, but he also has a lot of like, you, you know, for a hundred million dollar line, middle line, you should have made that. Play. They're comparing him to Ray Lewis in Baltimore. I think they're. I think they're comparing his leadership on the defense. I don't think they're. No, he's a Pro Bowl player. He's been no, real. They're, good. They're, he's yeah. an All Pro linebacker. They're he's not comparing his play on yes, the field. They are. Okay, Dustin. Listen, listen. No, D- David. Here, if I were to buy you a Christmas present, would you rather have a Jim Harbaugh Chargers hat, or would you rather have a Lamar or a, a Roquan Smith zero? Uh, t-shirt from the I would Ravens, want a Lamar. I, w- I would want a Roquan Zero jersey with some Jim Harbaugh khaki pants. Lululemon, they would go well together. He's a Lululemon guy now, so okay, fits right. Good. Yep. He should be a flag and anthem guy yeah, now. Yeah, flag and anthem can get him. Some we khaki. need to get him some pants. We should just send him. To <laughs> I don't know if Roquan Smith having an agent would have changed Ryan Pohl's insistence that that's not a premium position. I almost think it came down to that. Maybe a savvy agent could have persuaded the Bears like yeah you don't want to lose this guy because you know what he's an all-pro talent that you drafted and developed and you want to keep those guys in the building to me it's always going to be be a mistake that they let him go always always but he's moved on I'm happy for Roquan Smith he's an easy guy to like he's an easy guy for most of us to like (laughs) Lamar Jackson not having an agent turned out to be good for him but I think he's the exception to the rule Caleb Williams I think will get an agent he is pretty savvy he has some handlers, with whether it's dealing with his NIL, with his statements. He has some handlers that understand, I think, how to navigate the what he's getting into. So I do believe he will eventually come to the conclusion that it makes more sense for him. And he has, in his statement, been pretty at least savvy enough to say he'd, it'd be an honor for him to play anywhere. So I don't know that that's an issue yet. It will be potentially if he doesn't have an agent it would be unorthodox to have the number one overall pick not have an agent but give me that jersey dusted i would wear it on super bowl sunday if the ravens are in the super bowl but i don't think they're going to get there i get you yeah i mean it's a it's a big question that was a nice hint there save it till tomorrow all right guys what's the best single offense and defensive unit left in these playoffs and what player would you like to have on each side of the ball if he could pick just one. I think I'd want the Ravens defense. I think I'd want the Ravens That's the defense. Answer. That's yeah. the number one unit. But I, I hesitate there, and I think on offense, it's it's the 49ers. The one player, the one player on each side of the ball. I mean, you know, it seems a little bit silly. Not, not, it's not silly to say Mahomes because I think with Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, the MVP, I still would have more – more confidence that Mahomes is going to make some sort of play in the fourth quarter to lead his team because I keep going back to that. It's going to be hard to get out of my head this week. We are in the midst of greatness, and whatever Patrick Mahomes does, you want to savor because it's one of those Jordan-esque type 
runs that he is on. So I would say Mahomes and defensively, give me Aiden Hutchinson because I think he's the best defensive player with with apologies to Roquan Smith fans out there, Dustin. I think that Aiden Hutchinson would be the guy. So these could be four different things then. We could have the best yeah. offense, the best defense, then the best you, offensive and defensive players. We're not necessarily four different things. Okay. Well, I'm not giving it to you. So typically I'm going to go against the grain here. In Mully, you will be happy with my answer to a certain extent because I have to go out west to answer this question. The best offensive unit because of the talent top to bottom is the 49ers. The best defensive unit because of all their assets is the 49ers. I would want Christian McCaffrey if I could have anybody. He he finds the end zone Every single game. He is a stud. Okay, you want to talk about a stud in San Francisco? And and he's a flag and anthem guy. That's just a whole hippie other cowboy. Thing. Okay, hippie cowboy. I, I like crazy. the hippie cowboy gear. Um, so that's my offensive side. On the defensive side, I love I'm a big stance guy. How you get in your stance a big deal. Young football player, you know, back in the day, growing up watching baseball on, on the Superstation, WGN, and everything, and you'd hear Steve Stone. Okay, for all you young baseball players out there, okay, for all you young football players out there that have a, a, an inkling, you want to put your hand in the dirt, do it like the Bosa boy does for the 49ers. That guy, that the way that guy gets off the ball. Okay, you want you want to you want to play. You want to watch an all 22. You want to watch a video of how to get off the ball. Watch that guy. So all four of my uh, people in this answer reside in the Bay Area in San Francisco. Oh, good. That's good stuff. And I and you're right about Christian McCaffrey. He does score a touchdown in every game he plays. I I think the for me, it's the Ravens defense. It's the Niners offense. It is uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I will for the defense for this team for what they have. I'm giving the Bears Aiden Hutchinson. That's the, maybe the best question. There might someone's be better guys, me. but that's the guy I, I think they could use most right now. A, a relentless pass rusher opposite a relentless pass rusher. That was the voice of Doc Rivers. Will there be a trade in the NBA before the deadline that will have any more impact on the league's balance of power than the Bucks firing the original coach, Adrian Griffin, and bringing in the doctor, Doc Rivers? This is a huge move, man. I mean, this is like a really big moment in the league it's a big moment for doc you know he's had you look at him in game sevens and they haven't always gone his way and he's had trouble you this is a win the title or it's not a success moment if they win the title it's because they hired the right guy if they don't win the title then this is a failure this was a bad move um that's it that that is an awful way to judge someone, whether or not they win a championship. But I think that's why they made the move, and that's what this is about. I do not believe there will be any player traded that has as much impact as swapping out coaches on a 30-13 team. Well, we saw last night that the Greek freak had a triple-double, so he must approve of this move. Keep the Greek freak happy, and good things can happen north of the Cheddar Curtain. They were 30 and 13 when they made this move, so I think he had a lot of triple doubles. I think this was move, a move made for 
May and June more than it was made for January and February, but they had to make it. I don't think there will be a trade. There's not going to – not going to tell me Deontay Murray being traded to the Lakers or Zach Levine going to the Kings or anything else that you can come up with in a trade rumor. A lot of teams in the East have been active. You saw with, with uh, Terry Rozier going to the Heat and then cutting loose Kyle Lowry, a guy that has you know, speculated maybe the Bulls would take a look at. None of those moves are as seismic as what the Bucks did and impactful on the – Eastern Conference, Doc Rivers makes the Bucks feel like they have a chance to win it all. And it also represents what we were talking about in the first question. It's a cutthroat business. Pro sports are cutthroat. Adrian Griffin, great guy. Made $4 million a year to coach the Bucks. That was his contract and the terms. And they upgraded. After 43 games, they upgraded because they weren't getting it done. They were eyeing a championship. And they thought Doc Rivers was available, so now was the time to move. Doc Rivers will be the biggest acquisition pre-trade deadline of any team in the league. You know, I've been asked that question before. How big of a game was last night's Illinois-Northwestern game over in Evanston? At what point do you start paying close attention to who's good in college basketball? I don't know if it's too early or too late. It's about the right time. Right around February, you start to, like, turn your attention a little bit as football dwindles and gets to the end of the season. Last night was a great college basketball game, though. Last night looked like March because when you have an overtime game, 96-91, Boo Booey looking like an NBA guard, the Mm -hmm. best player on the floor in the clutch, 29 points, great atmosphere in Evanston, tough place to play for Illinois. Yeah, that was a big win for Chris Collins and company who looked like a tournament team. Certainly, Illinois being 10th in the country, you get a victory like that, and it's historic. I think it's the first time they beat a top 10 Illinois team a lot of years, like decades. So I have to check out the history they made, but it was another big moment for Northwestern, and uh, they're fun to watch. That was a great Big Ten game, and I think now you start to pay attention because Purdue looks like a Final Four team, but then it's like yeah, everybody else. And you start to wonder how many teams could be in the Final Four who are in the top 25 right now. It was a fun watch last night. Um, The uh, student section from Northwestern was really giving it to a certain player on the Illini last night. This is the time that I really start digging in. My my Saturdays have been freed up now. Uh, No college football, no NFL. So Saturday's got a big big day. I like watching that uh, pregame show on the Four Letter Network. Get you informed on what's been happening since you uh, last started watching. And listen, you got to get ready to fill out the brackets. The madness is coming. Yeah, um, I I've been watching more college basketball. Um, I watched Texas beat Oklahoma because I just want to see Porter, and um, I watched I watched Loyola when they're on. Um, but I've been I find myself sitting in front of games more and and I did uh, I did end up um, taping this one so I can watch it because I didn't stay up the whole way I started to get a little tired and I was gonna go to bed just didn't feel like we were gonna talk as much about it ended up being a great finish and I looked into it this morning I might go home and spend overtime time was great it. yeah no but the overtime was boo booey hitting the three they they just kind of they really surged to open the overtime 
Can I have a ruling on the uniforms? Are, are we liking the Northwestern uniforms? Because it's, I think it's a nod to Chicago, Chicago's Big Ten team, maybe with the design. Do we like those? Terrence Shannon Jr. started for the first time since his suspension. That was, he's back in the starting lineup. I believe he finished with 12 points. Uh, there was a really big play late in the game where there was a, um, a, a, a foul on him, a violent foul as he was going to the basket. He hit the free throw. But as Dustin says, the crowd was digging at him mercilessly. And it did, it did make you wonder how this will impact him uh, going forward because they, they gave him the business with the different things they were chanting and he did not play a good game uh, I had a couple turnovers yeah I, I I just think that it's it's a tough position for everyone do you tell the kids in the stands hey knock it off or does it work and do you say well that's what happens when you get in these situations it was just rough and I don't know the answer to it I'm very uncomfortable story it is an uncomfortable story I think Illinois is making a choice and when you make a choice to start him play him and and do what they feel like they have to do with him some of these things are outside of their control after that the fans were merciless well the, the students at a basketball game yeah and smart people at a basketball game. Are you saying stuff. that Greg Popovich might have t- grabbed the microphone and lectured the crowd? I don't. I don't think he would have. I don't know if you can. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what. what I don't know what you're. When people are kind of, I, I don't. I mean, listen. I, is it is it true? Is it not true? The guy has been accused of something. He hasn't been tried. You're chanting things at him over the charges. Can you tell people don't do that? I mean, is that is that bad sportsmanship? Is it mean-spirited? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people, it's hard to get control of a crowd. They can do what they want at games, can't they? Or can't they? I, I It's a good question. To David. some degree, it's like trying. Should someone have done that? To some degree, it's like trying to react to what goes on in social media you know yes, we saw exactly. the social media attacks on the bills kicker earlier in the week and it's bad and nobody would recommend no. or encourage that but they don't talk about it in the game it. you know you don't talk hey the crowd's really getting on Terrence shannon you don't do that so unless you're there or you're dustin and you're listening closely uh and you're monitoring social media about what's being said which most people do these days of course they do. if you're watching the game you're understanding what's being circulated on social media and you had a sense of what was going on there and you know congrats northwestern is another really big win for them they beat purdue they did have that chicago state loss but i might bring that up still not crazy about the uniforms all right we've got the extra point next mully and haw chicago sports radio six seven old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Do you feel like it's a lock that Michigan will hire Sharon Moore as a replacement for Jim Harbaugh? Oh, thank Coach Harbaugh. Love you, man. Love you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. Is he the next man up after filling in so well during the season? Will Harbaugh raid the staff or leave more alone if he is indeed the replacement? This could be the most emotional press conference that we've seen in some time. This is going to be... <laughs> Something that has every Detroit uh, media outlet uh, with a finger on the dump button, ready to, <laughs> ready to block out any sort of profanity that Sharon Moore may utter in his excitement. And he should be excited. This is a chance of an, and an opportunity of a lifetime. I don't think they will open it up. I don't think they will do a national search. And I don't think that in these rare circumstances they need to, unless they're looking to you know, define their own version and uh, of cutthroat. They go out and they open the job up. So many people would want it. It's one of the best jobs in America. Sharon Moore did it for several games and did it well. And we heard what happened when he when he led the the Michigan to to that victory over Ohio State. This is his job to lose. When it happens, it will give that sports market, the Detroit sports market, the state of Michigan, two of the most emotional head coaches. Dan Campbell and Sharon Moore, are there any two guys? What is what are you weak? What a, <laughs> what a what a, a news cycle for for Michigan oh. sports. You've got the Lions days before the biggest game in franchise history. You've got Michigan coming off a national title, Jim Harbaugh leaving the program wow. and everything everything about football in the state, but I think Sharon Moore deserves a job and the rating of the staff. I don't think it's going to be that dramatic. It sounds like Jim Harbaugh is going to be taking Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator, Jay Harbaugh, his son and special teams coordinator. Beyond that, I haven't seen many other reports, and I don't think Jim Harbaugh would do that to the program that he loved enough to go back to and win a national title for. So I don't think he's going to raid the, raid the staff. Stone cold lead pipe lock. Moore is the next head coach at the University of Michigan. No doubter. I bet you can't put 
money down that on that at any book out there. It's off the board because it's so right. obvious that this it's is what's lock. going yeah. to happen. I, I mean, it, it, is it smart to bring your young defensive coordinator from Michigan to the NFL? I, I, he has a background in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, his brother. he worked for John Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah, again, it goes back to like the difference is I, I know that. What's, what's, it, what's your question? What's I, the I don't have a question. I had a statement. You said, is it smart to bring in a college coordinator to the NFL? Okay. That's what you said, right? I, I'm. Well, you, but you had a, a meeting. That's fine. I don't think it's a good idea. I think he's going to get overmatched. Okay. I, I don't think I, – I think he needs – who was – you know, the other part I'm about, very defensive about Jesse Minter. You no, know, I'm very I'm defensive about being no, corrected nonstop. No, I, I'm just defensive about Jesse Minter. That's all. I know you like him. I like him. Okay. I like the family. I've known him since he was five years old. And I'm still waiting for him to be on the score. Okay. <laughs> before he changes time zones, before he changes time zones, David, let's get him on. Let's get All him right. on the That's station while beautiful. he's packing up the office Fair in Michigan. Enough. But Fair remember, we, we in our pick six questions, we talked about the great Vic Fangio. Mm. Who was Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator when they were great in San Francisco? Vic Fangio. Yep. No offense to your buddy Minter, he ain't Vic Fangio. Well, let's have him on and ask him. Um, yeah, I, I look, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a lock. I think he's going to be the new head coach. I love that story during the season. His, you know, I, I mean, it's it was such a football reaction. It was so emotional that that Penn State game and they win that game and he just breaks down. It's a lot of responsibility. You knew if you don't win that game, you're not getting to the national championship. You know that there are so many teams uh, in the Big Ten. That's an important game for you, and he oversaw it. He did a great job coaching that game, and they ran the hell out of the ball. I think I I think uh, it was just a fantastic moment in a season where you know he had a he, it was th- a three game suspension late in the season, and he oversaw that and. He, he, that was the first one, and he was incredibly emotional about it, and then he got himself together. He didn't break down again after that. So I, I loved it. I just thought it was authentic, and I thought it was really wonderful, and he seems like the kind of guy who can relate to players, and, uh, and hopefully he'll continue their, uh, their recruiting. Um, you know, things change when, when, in all these programs. You know, Jim Harbaugh... Uh, had done as well as anyone since Urban Meyer is what they were saying. And Urban Meyer leaves Ohio State and Ryan Day steps in, and he's done a really good job. The question is, he's lost to Michigan, so can he beat Michigan now that that uh, Jim is gone? It, it's just a and it, and it took Jim a while to get to that point it where did. he started beating yeah. uh, Ohio State, but now he's beaten them. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to see what goes on uh, with the Big Ten, especially with the the new schools coming in and things are going to be different. Um, I'm fascinated by the storyline. I think we got to get to a point where not every team has to be undefeated in order to compete. And we are getting there. We're going to get there. We're expanding With 12 this. teams. 12 teams is necessary because there's going to be a lot of teams with one loss or two losses. That's what happens when you when you get into these uh, 
these this larger conference, more tougher games, etc. It's going to be fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what happens at Michigan. And I think that you're right. I think the coordinator, defense coordinator, is the only guy he's stealing because I think this guy takes over and keeps most of the guys on the staff. Continuity. Yeah. I I also would just to add to the Dustin's point, and not, not to be defensive about it, but Mike McDonald is a guy who's highly regarded on the Ravens staff. Yes. He is somebody who was at Michigan under Jim Harbaugh. That's right. Went to Baltimore, had some background in the NFL, similar type of path, and look at that success. Mike McDonald's interviewing for head coaching jobs now. The 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 brothers have traded off on different coaches they have. at different times. That's yeah. happened. Yeah, they're yeah, very it's, it's a family family business. You know, you kind of share your resources at times, or at least you trust the recommendations. You know what they're like to work with, and in coaching, as you know, that's a huge thing. No doubt about it. No, I think it's it's all good all the way around here, for uh, for Michigan. I think they'll be okay. Let's put it that way. They're going to miss this guy. There's no doubt about it. And he carries a lot of gravitas, I'm sure, in the room when he's recruiting. But um, I, I think this is a good hire. I think they'll be okay. 312-644-6767. That is the telephone number. We'll be back with your calls. Mully and Haw on the score. Oh, thank Coach Harbaugh. <laughs> Love you, man. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. It was a highlight of the season. That's when you really got into the kind of Michigan against everybody thing. and uh, It was just fun. And they had a phenomenal season. Um, and now Harbaugh gets out. No one's going to be telling him what he can and can't do. And no one's going to be uh, the NCAA. Is not monitoring yeah, everything that he now. Does. Yes. There still might be tears in Ann Arbor over him leaving. Well. A lot of people concerned about the maintenance of the program now that he's leaving it. A lot of people might be happy that they won't have to deal with some of the distractions. I don't think you're ever, ever going to be happy about maybe losing one of the greatest coaches in your history and somebody who did for Michigan what Jim Harbaugh did for the program. Now they've got a. Now they've got a, you know, this very popular Sharon Moore right now. The idea of him succeeding Jim Harbaugh. We talk, we talked last week about wanting to be the guy that replaces the legend, or you want to be the guy that replaces Replace, the guy yeah. that replaces the legend. Yeah. I, it's a I, big one. I, it's a big, it's a big, big job ask. and especially, a big ask, especially coming off a championship. Right? I mean. If you had somehow fizzled out and things didn't go your way, it'd be an easier job. Remember what we said about their schedule next year? Yeah. Remember when we were looking at that, looking ahead? They've got six games that are marquee matchups. They've got Washington in a rematch. They've got all – they always play Ohio State. It's going to be very, very difficult for Sharon Moore to come in and maintain that level. And that level would be top five. Top 10? I, I don't know. And they're losing J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, of course. And he's, Blake he's Corum. Declared, of course. He's a great player. Corum was key to their season, this great season. Harbaugh's getting out at the right time. He knows that. This was the Listen. ideal time. Anybody anybody watching this and understanding this knows that this was going to happen. You could have anticipated it, Kevin Warren. Here is the statement from Jim Harbaugh. 
my love for Michigan, playing there, coming back to coach there, that it leaves a lasting impact. I will always be a loyal Wolverine. I'm remarkably fortunate to have afforded the to have been afforded the privilege of coaching at places where my life's journey has created strong personal connections for me from working as an assistant coach at Western Kentucky alongside my father Jack and time as an assistant with the Raiders to the head coach at USD University of San Diego Stanford the 49ers and Michigan each of these opportunities carried significant um, significance each felt personal when I played for the Chargers the Spanos family could not have been more gracious or more welcoming being back here feels like home it's great to see that those things haven't changed the only job you start at the top is digging a hole uh, the um, that's the first job he's saying so we know we're going we've got to earn our way be better today than yesterday be better tomorrow than today my priorities are faith, family, and football, and we're going to attack each with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. This organization is putting in the work, investing capital, building infrastructure, doing everything within its power to win. Great effort equals great results. We're just getting started. That's on brand. That's definitely Jim Harbaugh. And people will look at that and say, how do you attack your – Faith, family, and football. Well, this is who he is, and he's unapologetic. So I think that's the way you want your football coach to sound. It was everything from Harbaugh you expected, except for him encouraging people to drink milk and eat steak. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally uh, – this is, this is vintage Harbaugh in this opening statement. And if you're a Chargers fan, and, and I know they don't, have the, they don't have maybe the most passionate or – Long-standing fan base, but if you are a Chargers fan, you wake up this morning energized. Oh yeah, that, and excited. you're very pumped up at the idea of it. Pumped. And, and and the reality is, you know, I don't know how many fans are Charger fans. I mean, they they right. are the second team in LA. You know, his presence will give them a lot more gravitas than they had. A lot more pride. And I think that from a Michigan perspective, there. I mean, look. We have a texter saying this is like Pete Carroll leaving USC. Well, it's not quite like that because the NCAA had a lot of power and they were going to come down and do all sorts of stuff. This is just a headache averted for Harbaugh and, and a guy that gets a chance to continue to do what he does and not have people breathing down his neck about it, et cetera. The emotional attachment between Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, I think yeah, you could say is greater – because it's his alma mater than it was between Pete Carroll and USC. Right. That was a business relationship. Jim Harbaugh left family. I think you, if you consider the Michigan family, and he's such a big part of it, that's what emotionally was probably more difficult. But the comparison of being, you know, staying one step ahead of the NCAA posse or whatever uh, Pete Carroll did when he went from USC to Seattle, Jim Harbaugh is doing from going to Michigan to, to the Chargers, makes sense. I'm wondering if Roger Goodell will have anything to say about this because there is precedent, isn't there? But didn't he discipline Jim Trestle at one point in time when Trestle was a consultant for the Colts and he was coming off an Ohio State discipline? I have to look into that. I don't think Jim, I don't think Roger Goodell will do anything. I'm not sure he should do anything, but I wonder if he will consider it. Should he not have like a 
word of warning about, you know, the way that you're monitoring other teams' practices, et cetera. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not being mean. I'm Advanced just scouting's allowed in the NFL, though. Uh, well, but it means you can't do – You can't do the video secret videotaping. <laughs> there will be no Belichickian-type <laughs> well, research. And it's happened in the league, yeah. so why not, hey, you know, you – you just call up, hey, congratulations. You know I don't have to say anything. That'd about be quite whatever. funny, actually. That'd be good. Wouldn't it? I'd love I'd, They should do it, like, on a video. <laughs> a secret video. I got they an iPhone. They should secretly tape it. They should be, Roger Goodell being t- taped a, a message uh, on an iPhone. Uh, that'd be awesome. All right, 312-644-6767. We're going to be back with your calls Curious, uh, are the Bears did the Bears do all their due diligence? Do you feel like they they got away with one here and they're headed in the right direction? Everything's on the way up, or do you feel like why are they not being more ambitious? What do you think of watching people get hired and knowing that your team won't be in the uh, in the business of hiring people until maybe next year? Mully and Haw, 312-644-6767-670. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.